1: Hey guys, welcome back to the final episode of Soul Sisters 2017. Oh my goodness!
2: Happy New Year, Jesse. Almost. Almost. I Almost. hope we make it.
1: <laughs> oh God. I don't know. It's <laughs> been a crazy year. I don't. Take That's why I'm the excited.
2: <laughs> no, I know, but we're getting there. We're getting somewhere. Yeah, I have really good feelings the year. about
1: 2018. Yeah. I feel like we're we're going out on a high note, right? Like <laughs> the election in Alabama. Was a great sign of things to come, I hope. Mm -hmm. And uh, this moment that women are having with with this reckoning, bringing all these terrible people to their knees and telling them no more. Absolutely, think the resistance is alive and it exists on this podcast. Right. It's a funny thing because we don't want to hear more about it. But
2: the more we hear about it, the more it's like, all right, this is going to be really impactful yes and change things
1: it's like all those metaphors about like it's darkest before the dawn and whatever like that's what's happening yeah
2: I'm in that spirit right now
1: yeah you know
2: we've spent you know 11 months feeling doom and gloom it can you can say (laughs) let's look forward now
1: yeah um so today's episode is a special little bonus for everyone um really just bonus because it's a little bit shorter than we usually go but we wanted to seize the opportunity to talk to this artist however we could and for however long uh and this week it's um just uh, a shorter phoner actually she's calling us from canada because her name is Sarah McLaughlin, and that is where she lives. Goddess. And, you know, she is one of those giants that we've been dying to have on the show. We have had so many of her Lilith Ferris sisters on the show, and we talk about Sarah, but we haven't had a chance to talk to Sarah yet. And she just embodies everything that we. Uh, believe in and are excited about on the show. And so when uh, she offered to call in to chat about her holiday album and her Grammy nomination, we said, hell yeah, give us a call. So that's what we have to talk. So I think we're going out on a high note yep. this year with this one. And we look forward to many more wonderful guests, good times, good laughs, hard conversations.
2: Yeah. And just just loving your fellow sister and brother and this is like one of my greatest pleasures that i get to do throughout the year so oh, same. it's a it's a good feeling to end the year with you jesse yeah you
1: too Dee. okay uh so happy holidays to everybody Happy holidays and here's sarah mclaughlin on soul sisters thank you so much for calling in uh, you're our first call-in um, but we knew that we didn't have you in New York, and we wanted to seize the opportunity to chat with you because you are the ideal guest for us to have on this show. So thank you so much. This is very oh, exciting. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't where should we start? I guess we have to start by saying congratulations on your Grammy yes. nomination that's amazing thank you um yeah, i that was a lot of fun to hear about yeah i bet <laughs> <laughs> i i imagine that you don't necessarily put out a holiday album expecting to have nominations result from it it you know it probably feels a little different than other albums
0: yeah i mean well holiday albums always do but you know quite frankly I, i've never have put out a record thinking i was going to get a Grammy nomination. <laughs> <fair>. <laughs> Um, you know, it, it's always kind of a surprise, and this is my first nomination in 10 years, and I think the last one was from the last Christmas record, which was 10 years ago, so it's funny, when my manager, yeah, my manager emailed me and said, oh, congratulations, you're nominated for a Grammy, and I just, I looked at it briefly, and I was like, oh, cool, I, I'm nominated for a Juno. And that's our Canadian music, right? Course. Right, right. And we, wait a minute, I already, I already won one last year for this <laughs> Christmas record. And he goes, no, no, it's for the Grammys, that's the so American funny. one. I'm like, oh, oh, I, you know, I mean, I got a little more excited like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's even cooler. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's amazing. So I have a question: when you go into making a holiday album? How do you approach it so that you can try to do something that is different than the millions of other holiday albums that exist? and how like how do you do it well, so that, that it's exciting is, yeah. for you?
2: Yeah.
0: that is that is the the main question mm-hmm. uh, because as you said, yeah, there's, these songs have been done a thousand different ways and I think you know it's all it's just about interpretation and you know I, I go into the studio kind of with an open mind and think, okay, how can I approach the song that's going to be a little bit different so I you know I work on, a couple of songs I changed the melody around a little bit changed the chord structure and you know some things you just need to leave alone and some things like you know uh, uh, like um I've always wanted to do like a a beautiful string arrangement for some of these songs and so having the opportunity to do that even though it might not be reinventing the wheel it's sort of you know it's it it was fun for me to apply those kind of things um to these songs and just have that opportunity to work with the rangers and do different things like that so it's just you know every song is unique and you just I just sort of go in with an open mind as I said and approach it as best I you know just trying different things and ultimately I go with what feels good
2: Mm. Yeah. do you have this do you you work with the same musicians over and over now from different projects or do you sort of try to do something fresh or what's the process like
0: yeah I you know I I try and branch out I also you know I, I often end up going back to that sort of safe place where I know this works and I know you know, um Pierre and I did uh, what I think is a fantastic Christmas record ten years ago, so when I was thinking about producers, I was like, "You know what? Pierre's the guy for this for sure and I'm, I'm I'm so pleased with the record as far as musicians, yeah, you know I um you sort of reach out to the people that you know you you think about a track and think about a particular vibe or feel that you want. you sort of know certain musicians shine at certain things, yeah and sort of you sort of seek that out, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about something that you tweeted the other day. It was a quote by Herman Melville, and it said, It is better to fail in originality than to succeed in imitation. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a great quote, and it's something that I have learned only after much time. I think I always have felt in my life that I was being original and looking back at (laughs) things that I wrote or said or thought in my early 20s, (laughs) mid-20s. Yesterday, I um, I wasn't as original as I thought. And I think that's part of growing up is you kind of are uh, imitating people that you look up to. And then you figure out your own way of thinking and approaching things. But I'm just wondering, what has your experience been uh, as an artist finding your own originality? And, and do you look back at your own career and see that, like, you weren't as original as you thought at some point and you had to find that?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think I think age has a lot to do with that. And, you know, let's let's be honest. There is nothing
1: really original anymore there's only
0: eight (laughs) notes there's there's you know there's concepts that have been played out thousands of times in in the creative world um but i think you know it's more about being fearless Mm -hmm. uh, and and allowing yourself the freedom to to just express yourself as honestly as possible and that is as original as you're going to get you know and and for me i i yeah, sure. I, I listened back to some of my earlier stuff and go, Oh my God, it sounds so much like Kate Bush or <laughs> you know, who whoever I was listening to a lot of the time and I think whether it's a conscious decision or not, many years ago I kind of I stopped listening to music other people's music, especially when I was writing.
2: because
0: mm-hmm. um, I didn't because I didn't really want to be influenced. I wanted to try and keep my mind as open as possible to finding the uniqueness that was hopefully in there. If I, you know, if I didn't have all these other, uh, outside things sort of, you know, whether it was consciously or subconsciously coming in, coming into play. So, um, you know, I think as I've gotten older, that, that, that idea of being a little more fearless and, and not, not worrying so much about what other people think and not editing yourself and allowing it just to be whatever comes naturally. Um, you know, that I think, Age does play a large role in that, and mm-hmm. that kind of just—you know what? I don't give—I don't give a shit what anybody thinks anymore. I'm just yeah. gonna say this, I know it might piss people off, but oh well. You know, it's yeah. what I want to say. So, and I think that there's a freedom in that, you know, right. um, that I've really—it's it's, lovely to embrace that.
2: Yeah. Is there a point in your process when you're beginning a new project where there is a bit more anxiety because, yes, everything's been done? How am I going to even begin to think about what oh, sure. is new? And, and what is, do you have a, have you figured out a way around that for yourself?
0: Um, it's just taking the time to, to work at it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, making sure you have enough time not to feel rushed, not to feel like you've been pressured into finishing something too quickly because there's a deadline and you know I do I know myself I know my processing happens slowly and you know sometimes with music the first instinct is often the correct one but Hmm. I want to have the opportunity to mine the different ideas and different possibilities and often like I said I end up coming back to the very first idea as it still is as what I consider to still be the strongest but it's, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful luxury, for instance, to have a studio that I can go into yeah. and just spend hours noodling around and, and trying different arrangements and trying different, you know, different, uh, different versions of the song until I, like I said, land on something that feels, feels like the right thing. And there's no mathematical equation to getting there. Yeah. It's just about exploration and being, and being free to explore all the different possibilities
1: yeah. yeah. So you don't have the exact equations <laughs> that people can replicate. <laughs> you haven't figured that no, out. No, I wish
2: I. Believe me, I wish <laughs> I did. It I a lot yeah. Patience, <laughs> patience is a great thing to, and it's, and, and and you said it can be a luxury. You know, sometimes you could be under the gun for this reason or that reason, but to to create enough space where you do have that ability for patience <laughs> sounds nice. Yeah,
1: yeah, and hopefully you have a it's team clear, that allows you it,
2: that. It
0: is luxurious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and it's, like you said, you can't always, you don't always have that luxury of time. But um, if you know far enough ahead that this is, (laughs) you know, the ideal situation for you in which to create the best possible product, the best possible song, the best possible, uh, you know, novel, whatever it is you're creating, uh, painting, you know, if you give yourself that freedom to have the time to sit back and be able to contemplate and go, okay, Wow, well, it's not working today. I'm going to go for a hike. Um, yeah, I'm going to go do something else, and I'm going to come back to this. And you know that, that. Well, as it turns out, time is our most valuable currency,
2: and the older I get, the more I recognize that. I'm oh, totally. living in Vancouver. I bet it's just. Say, a, if you live in Vancouver, the then you can joy. give yourself time for a hike. Right. That must <laughs> be inspiring. Right well, now. I live on the
0: side of, live on the side of the mountain. Oh. <laughs> For two weeks, it's been just glorious. I've been out
1: every morning in the woods, it's been amazing. Amazing, Ugh, yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad that we're catching you out it's still technically 2017 because we are still in the 20th anniversary year of Lilith Fair, and we've had a lot of your cohorts from that on the show. We've had Paula Cole, and Sean Colvin, and Suzanne Vega, Lisa Loeb, Indigo Girls, Tegan, and Sarah from the later nice. iteration, anyway. <laughs> um, So we're so excited to finally just celebrate that anniversary with you for a moment. And, you know, we spoke with all those artists about how it can be frustrating that it's still hard to find two women headlining a festival together today, all these years later. Mm -hmm. And just wondering how you feel about that, if that makes you want to bring it back or like, you know, what do you think? It kind of makes me wish someone else would bring it back. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask about that too. I think I've I've read you talk about that before too, that you'd be happy to see someone else revive it or pick up the mantle yeah
0: you know i we we had our moment in the sun and Mm -hmm. it was a long beautiful moment and i think you know this is a different generation there's different needs and different expectations and i think in order for something like that to succeed it would have to be spearheaded by someone of this time
2: yeah Mm.
0: you know like someone who who's successful and and cares and wants to wants to do something like this with the artists and peers of this generation, you know, which I don't have contact with. I don't Mm. have, you know, and, um, and I think it's, you know, because they're going to know what they want to do. The the, the flip side of this and and one of the positive sides of of this is that a lot of these women who are incredibly successful right now are just that incredibly successful. Mm -hmm. They're selling out arenas on their own. They, you know, one of the reasons I did this was I thought, well, you know, let's, I mean, it wasn't about financial, let's do this, let's do something together. I don't want to have all the responsibility fall on my shoulders to do a whole show. Mm. Let's get a bunch of women together. And wouldn't that be fun? And Mm -hmm. it was, and Mm -hmm. it was all sorts of other things too. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and, and together we all played in front of way more people than we ever would have on our own. And, and, and part of that was because, yes, women were not being represented in festivals. I don't even know if festivals are going on these days, but I do look at the billboard charts and I look at, you know, who's out there and who's mm-hmm. successful. And that, um, It's nice to see that there are so many women being so successful on the, on their own, you mm-hmm. know, without, um,
2: you know, well, I don't know without what, just that, that are being really successful. Right.
1: Yeah, no, that is, that is a, a good perspective to look at it from.
2: But it's also not to say that we wouldn't, that that there's still not an audience for the generation that you, you know, mothered for us. I mean, I think that we're all so excited and would be so excited to see a revival of that, of those musicians as well. Not Mm -hmm. to say, you know, that, sure, I understand you, you make a good point, but I think that to combine all of those artists into one ongoing traveling oh, that, what, that what have you epic. yeah right. <laughs> right that would be, don't, don't get me wrong yeah. that
1: would be epic.
2: okay <laughs> it okay happen. as long as we agree
1: I'm, I'm not the person to spearhead that sure. okay but so, you, you know, would show yeah. up for it <laughs> hell
0: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: i mean um
0: With bells on yeah
1: great, <laughs> great great <laughs> i mean i would love to know um you know it sounds like maybe you've been able to create this kind of bubble for yourself now because you've been working all these years but do you still find opportunities now to um like support other women or help bring up other women or kind of protect other Mm -hmm. women and yourself um i'm
0: just trying to think of an example i mean you know a couple years ago i went on tour and i did the sarah and friends tour which was um you know, I have a, a bunch of fantastic women in my band. And so mm-hmm. um, as opposed to them opening up for me, I said, no, let's just do it all together. And mm-hmm. I played a bunch of songs and they went forward, and they played a bunch of songs and that's I was awesome. the backup. Yeah. Oh, that's and great. that, you know, it was th- those kind of situations are, I, I love creating opportunities like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a musician first and foremost and I'm a humanist first and foremost. So and I, I, you know, I, I don't seek out situations where I'm you know necessarily trying to make sure I'm including a yeah. woman in something if it's you know i it's a, it's a it's a tricky situation because you know I, I believe in whoever's best for the job ever uh-huh. you know and, and, and there's so many arguments now about you know, well, we have to have more women on this board, and we have to um you know in certain situations where it's like, well, in certain boards, you can't just. Add on more board members because it's actually tricky for the entire organization. Mm. It costs more money, and you know if there's a position available, yes, absolutely. But again, it's the best person for the job. But yeah. um, I'm going to get myself in a whole lot of shit for even saying this. But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm, a, you know, believe me, I'm all about supporting women. I'm about supporting people. Right. General. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: totally. Yeah. I guess I'm just thinking about like this moment of reckoning that women are having in the entertainment industry in particular. And uh, do you feel like you've been able to, like, I'm sure that you have witnessed and experienced all kinds of shit throughout the years. And I'm just wondering oh, if yeah. if you feel like you are also able to protect yourself and that you feel like you feel good about your place in the industry now. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I, I will say that as a general rule, um, I was treated really well. I got signed when I was 19 years old by a small independent record label um, who treated me as an equal.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I went around in a bubble for a number of years thinking that that's actually the way the world worked. <laughs> was that a, a
2: Canadian <laughs> label?
0: Yeah, it was Network Records.
2: Mm.
0: You know, who, who never told me how to dress or how to speak or what to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, they allowed me complete freedom
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, to be who I was. And... Which was an amazing luxury again that I didn't mm-hmm. really realize the, the value and importance of at the time because I was so green and naive. But um, certainly, I, I understood that in the, in the bigger world, uh, you know, this, this these kind of abuses existed, and uh, I consider myself extremely lucky that I, you know, didn't come across a lot of it. Um, you know, until until a couple of years later when you know, and even then it was. I think I was pretty protected by by my management, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as, as far as my creative freedom and, and being a woman in the industry, certainly I got told all all the time, like, well, "We can't add you this week because we had a tour in MS or Tracy Chapman." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. "I'm like, what? What the so, hell does that have to do with right? right. right. <laughs> are, you, are you telling us there's like two slots for women this week or right. one slot for women? <laughs> I don't hear you arguing about Pearl Jam and Soundgarden." <laughs> right. You know, I, last time I checked, they sound pretty freaking similar too, but, you know, that was, that was the nineties, right? So, yeah, then, yeah. so Lilith was like, you know what, you're telling me, you're telling me something that I don't believe exists. And mm. if it does exist, then I think it's asinine. And I'm going to do my best to, you know, to prove you guys wrong.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. And you did. Um,
1: <laughs> amen. And we
0: did together. We did. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, I have to say, uh, when I was in college, my best friend Brady had a giant Mm -hmm. silk tapestry of mirror ball and you hanging. It was facing her bed in her dorm room. (laughs) And you were like... This guardian angel that we would look to, and maybe sometimes we would like smoke a little weed and lie in her bed and just like (laughs) stare at her giant Sarah tapestry. And sometimes we'd give her shit. Like it's a little weird that she's just staring at you in your bed all the time. But it was also like amazing. And you you were this figure for us. Your music was very symbolic for us. And. And I just have like, how does such... that
2: feel? How does that sound like how, what does that do to you when you hear a kind of story I, like that?
1: I love that.
0: I love that, because you know I love the idea that something I've created has gone out into the world and and, and given somebody somebody something positive like that, whether it's something to hold on to or something to, 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 to lean on mm-hmm. or to feel like there's, they're connected to. I mean, I think that's one of the most beautiful gifts music has to offer. It's such a connector. Yeah. And it, you know, I think it, it allows us to feel less alone. Which, you know, oh, there's someone else in the world who gets me, who understands me. They're able to articulate this in, in a way that it makes sense to me. Um, I mean, that's what music does for me. And I, I think that's what my music does for a lot of other people is that sense of this person gets me. And when someone else in the world gets you and is able to articulate it, it's sort of it makes you feel less alone. It makes you feel like you're part of something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I
0: think as, as humans, that's what we all crave more than anything else—to be part of something.
1: And God knows that, now more than know, ever, when we feel often very disconnected from each other and from the reality that's going on around us, you know, I just want to thank you for your music, yes. having always helped us feel more connected. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, I love that. I mean, as I said, that's what it does for
0: me. And I think playing live is, is the the ultimate um culmination of that energy you know because you're in, a, in you're all in it together you're all experiencing it together i'm playing it you're listening but we're experiencing it we're probably something bigger than ourselves when, yeah. when we're when i'm playing music and it's that that to me is like that's church mm. amen that's
1: yes amen <laughs> um well congrats again on the grammy nomination I guess we'll see you there. Thank you. Are you gonna be making a uh, trip to New York? No, it's no, it's uh, it's on my birthday. I'm turning 50 that day. <gasps> Woo! Oh, it's oh, the same day. You know, I was also I was gonna end by asking about your birthday. I did wow. not connect that it was the same day.
2: <laughs> well, and that you didn't want to make so, that your birthday plan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, well, I don't already made my birthday plans. I'm going surfing in Hawaii. Oh, so, okay, hell yeah, good choice,
2: yeah. Nice. Nice to see you. You
1: don't them. want to come to New York in January. Anyway, <laughs> definitely go to Hawaii.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Happy no, birthday. I have to
1: tell,
0: I'm, I'm a little bummed. Well, I'm a little bummed that it is isn't my birthday because I would have loved to have gone, but I had already made all these surfing plans. plans yeah. People coming. It's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's a win win yeah. so, situation.
1: Awesome. Well, you enjoy that. Happy yes, birthday. Happy birthday.
2: Thank you. Well, happy holidays to you guys. Yes. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. <laughs> It's a great no, happy life. Happy Yeah. Life. Oh, All right.
1: Amen. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks right, so much. Take care. Okay, you too. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Angels, we have